Ireland Talks podcast with Kevin Byrne. Hello and you're very welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm joined on the podcast today by a man who is a singer, songwriter and musician who came to the attention of global audiences during American Idol season 19. He has opened for acts such as Hank Williams Jr., Rhonda Vincent and Brooks Dunn to name but a few. He hails from Kentucky, Tennessee. He's a huge country star in his own right. Alex Miller, you're very welcome to Ireland Talks podcast. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for having me on this morning. Looking forward to this. Yeah, we're really de- delighted to have you on. You're going to do two songs for us. And, be- and because, of course, we're really close to Christmas, you have a great Christmas song called um, That's What Christmas Is For. That's exactly right. That's what it's all about, right? We've got to tell what Christmas is all about during that one there. Tell me a little bit about that, about that song and when you wrote it. Well, this was a song that uh, I didn't write this, and unfortunately, oh. I wish it did. Okay. But uh, this was a song written by uh, Aaron Wilbur and Jerry Sally. And Jerry Sally is a guy that I work a lot with, really, really great songwriter. And whenever he pitched it to me, I was like, Christmas? You want me to do some Christmas songs? And, you know, I didn't really expect that. And so we uh, we went in and cut that. You know, you cut Christmas songs in the middle of August and June, right? Yeah. You want to be thinking about the times ahead. and. Uh, we went in and recorded that, and uh, it's been one of my favorite songs. It's been one of my most played songs on Spotify, too. Really good. Would you like to do it for us now? Well, I'd love to. More than glad. Get us in the Christmas spirit here. Absolutely. Well, I've shopped at every store in town to fill my Christmas list. I've laid awake nights wondering, is there anyone I miss? Well, I've stood in line just to buy gifts I can't afford. Spent all I've got, but so what? That's what Christmas is for. That's what Christmas is for. That's what Christmas is for. Family and friends acting like kids. That's what Christmas is for. Now it's Christmas Eve around the tree. Excitement's in the air. Mama brought her apple pie for everyone to share. And that chocolate fudge, Lord, it's looking mighty, mighty good. I think I'll have some more. Oh, I might gain weight, but pass that plate. That's what Christmas is for. That's what Christmas is for. That's what Christmas is for. Family and friends acting like kids. That's what Christmas is for. Now it's time to put the kids in bed. But before it gets too late, Let's take one moment to remember why we celebrate. That's what Christmas is for. That's what Christmas is for. Family and friends acting like kids. That's what Christmas is for. Family and friends acting like kids. That's what Christmas is for. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, that that'll get a morning started off with a sound yeehaw right there. Yeah, that is a that's a really really good song, and it it puts us in such a a Christmas mood. Exactly, and that's what I liked about the song when I initially recorded. You know, it made me think about my childhood. And, yeah, because uh, I my mama does make a main apple pie. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't <laughs> beat that apple pie. No, you sure can't. And uh, okay, so you're going to play us out at the end of the podcast with your current single, uh, "When God Made the South." Uh, so we'll we'll get to that towards the end. But I'd like to chat to you about uh, you're from Garrard County in Kentucky. Yes, is that right? Yes, you 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 said it closer than some people from the states that you know. Okay, uh, we we say it Garrard County, Kentucky, which is kind of a weird name. And then my county seat is Lancaster, and a lot of people say Lancaster, but we say it Lancaster. So. I come from a weird part of the country. Okay, well, tell tell me about uh, tell me about uh, growing up there, and and I suppose how you got this huge interest in in country music. Of course, it's a it's a big part of uh, United States for country music. But oh, you yeah. you yourself, how did you get into it? Well, whenever I was a kid, I grew up you know here in Lancaster, and I grew up on a little cattle farm. Uh, we have about seven hundred acres, and we had about two hundred head of cattle. And, uh, so that was, that was a hard, uh, you know, we grew up working every day. And, yeah. uh, so what I did whenever I was out on the farm is I'd ride around with my granddad and help him whenever he needed. And we'd always listen to the radio and, uh, he, he played old country music. And I, when I mean old, I mean like Hank senior and lefty Brazil and Ernest tub and old guys. And so I listened to all that growing up and, uh, that's what kind of got me interested. And he was a big grand old opera fan too. He listened every Saturday night back in the sixties and seventies and, and stuff. And yeah. that was just what he did. It was his part of his routine. And so I heard all these stories about country music and I watched these old VHS tapes of the stars of the fifties and stuff. And I'd watch and take all that in, you know? And I, one day I said, you know, I want to go take guitar lessons. And I'd been singing a little bit then, but someone go take guitar lessons. I was about six then. And I said, let's go, let's go granddad. So he take, he took me and he started taking me to guitar lessons every week. And, uh, then I started playing out in public and the rest is history. I've just been kept going and going and trying to climb that ladder. And, and, and did you play locally in, in some of the bars and stuff or? Well, yeah, yeah, I guess I could say that I did. I played in some, uh, uh, clubs and things like that. They'd let me in and I'd just go up and sing one or two songs with the band and we'd have to leave, of course. But <laughs> yeah. um, I just appreciated the experience of getting to do something like that. And, and tell me about your, uh, main influences musically. Musically, uh, it would have to probably be them older guys like Merle Haggard and George Jones and, and things like that. I grew up with that. And, you yeah. know, when you, what, whatever you get when you're younger, you know, like if I always say a race car driver had Hot Wheels and he was a kid or something yeah. like that. So um, I think that that has a lot to do with it. Uh, the younger you start in music, the better off you are. Yeah, of course. And of course, American Idol then came along, and that was that was just a huge boost into everybody's living room on their televisions. Yeah. You were just dared. So tell me about that and what you took away from that. That was a, just a, a roller coaster of an experience. It really was. Uh, so I went into the show. I was seventeen. I didn't really know where life was going to take me. So I just went in there, and my mama was actually the one that signed me up for it. I didn't think I would ever be a part of a show like that or have, you know, any success with it, but she did. She thought she saw something in me. And I also, I told her, I said, I want to do music and she wanted me to go to college. And it was kind of a mom, I'm going to do American Idol and I'm going to show you. And, uh, I guess kind of funnily I did, you know, yeah. uh, but she signed me up and we got on a zoom call and I did this, uh, open call audition thing with them. And from what I understood, they had about 
150,000 submissions and I was picked out of that. And that was about a group of 300. Or wow. So, so uh, I was pretty, pretty cool. And I uh, was very, very honored and, and blessed to be even a part of the show. And, and you know, it's, it's, uh, I've always said, I've tried to climb in the window of the music business <laughs> and now I've got, they, they kicked the door down for me. So yeah, uh, it's, it was, it's, it's really changed my life. Yeah. And um, the experience of that alone, um, like, can you remember, for example, the day before you went in there, did, were the nerves there? Because you don't come across as a nervous guy. You, you're really, really enthusiastic and, and full of vump. Yes. Well, I, I just was raised that way. You know, I, I, if you think long and hard about the hard stuff, then you'll overthink it. Yeah. And so I just went in there and was myself like I am here today with you, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, they just the producers on the show just seemed to like me, and uh, that's that's and the rest was all wrote for me. <laughs> and of course, uh, uh, you know, Luke Bryan, he asked you to come to the Grand Old Opry. Did that happen? Well, no, it didn't happen. I haven't been to the Opry. Yeah, oh. I know that's what I said too. I was a little upset about it, but hey, we're gonna I have know to how do busy well, I am. I couldn't imagine being Luke Bryan and how busy he is, but yeah, still, it'd be nice to go with him at some point. Now, did you get his phone number? No, I didn't. He never gave me his phone number. They didn't. I got to talk with him a little bit, you know, and just kind of one on one. And but uh, no, I never got his number. That's on me. I should have yeah. got his autograph instead. I yeah, guess. you're just <laughs> you're just gonna have to go up there to the Grand Ole Opry and wait for him and say, "Look, Luke, you owe me one here. Get me in yeah, the back. Get me in the back door." That would be very nice of him to do. I I I would love to make a debut on the Opry. And, uh, I've got some friends at the opera now, so that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, well, you know, I, 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 and funny enough, I think that maybe you won't need Luke Bryan. I think maybe the door will just open in the opera for you itself. That would be, uh, you know, that's what I've thought about too. You know, it'd been great if he'd have got me on there, but if I could do it myself, uh, that means 10 times more. Yeah, absolutely. In, in terms of songwriting, do you get a lot of uh, your inspiration from around where you live? Because... Yeah, you know, as we'd say over in Ireland here, you're a good old country boy. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, I would say my a lot of my writing comes from personal experiences and things. Um, you know, I wrote a song called uh, "Girls Must Be Clumsy Because They're Falling for Me." You know, I had that <laughs> idea, and I come up with ideas for songs way before I come up with the rest of it. Most of the time, it comes the idea, and then I write around that. So I write the lyrics around like "Girls Must Be Clumsy." I wrote that around that, and then. I'm over you, so get over me. That's the one I wrote about my ex-girlfriend. That one kind of just flowed out of me, I guess you could say. Yeah. I wondered, did she know that she wrote that song? Did she ever say? <laughs> well, <laughs> I did that, and I wrote that in sixth grade. I'm over you, so get over me. And uh, so whenever I was in sixth grade, I, we had this big school talent show we did. And I got up there in front of the whole auditorium, in front of all the speed kids and stuff. And I sung that song in front of everybody. And everybody come to me and said, is that about... Her and I said, well, uh, yeah, it is. And she was mad as a hornet, but she come after me and she said, now, don't you ever sing that song again? Don't you ever say nothing to me about that again? And I thought, well, okay. You know, but still, you know, she shouldn't have broke up with me the way I looked at it. Well, so yeah. American Idol time, I got her again and did it on there and it took me to Hollywood week. <laughs> I think it's a great story. It's a fantastic story. And it, it's all true. It really is. Um, I mean, you can, you can, a lot of them kind of things you can make up, but I mean, yeah. That really happened. I mean, she, she yeah. dumped me. And Alex, um, uh, in your spare time, and, and I, I don't think you have a lot of it, but what do you like to do aside from the music side of it? Are you out there on the farm? Is that your get away from it all type of thing? I guess you could say, you know, being out on the farm is kind of, I do a lot of like hunting and 
yeah I'm a good shot believe it or not so we i shoot a lot of trap and skeet and yeah uh, got i've got to go do some cool things just by doing that and uh, i like uh i like woodworking too like i i can build build you a set of cabinets if you ever need them i just that's <laughs> stuff i learned in school so i had backups whenever i was a kid i was trying to i was working at a few different things so um that's i do a lot of different things and I, I like working on machinery and things and building things and uh, i i always said when i was a kid my mom and dad bought me a lego set and that's where my creative creative yeah. skills came from all yeah. of it um so uh if you want to you want some creative kids get them some legos yeah absolutely um i i must bear that in mind in 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 <laughs> in, in, rela- in relation to music itself so if you, if you sit back of a night who who do you listen to today and i i know obviously you mentioned all the older guys like hank williams and and george jones and all all those greats um is there anyone in the in the current uh scene that has caught you what about Alan Jackson, for example? Would you be a big- Oh, yeah. See, I love Alan Jackson, George Strait, all those guys. You know, as far as, like, guys hitting it today, I really like Chris Stapleton. Of course, he's a country boy. Uh, he's a Kentucky boy. So, you know, I'm naturally drawn to him. And Tyler Childers, like his music. Yeah. And I like, I see, I like uh, Texas music as well. So, Aaron Watson's one of my favorites. Um, I like, uh, uh, what's the other guy? Charlie Crockett. He's yeah. more old school kind of country, too. But um, I love those kind of people as well. And it's... Uh, it's really, really neat. I've, I've got to meet a lot of the people that I like. Josh Turner, he was one of the first guys that I like grew up liking. I, Long Black Train was one of my favorites as a kid. So I, I grew up listening to that and got to open for him at the Kentucky State Fair, too. Wow. And you, you also opened for Brooks and Dunn, which I mentioned at the top of the uh, in the intro. Uh, that must have been a fantastic experience. But ain't, there was more people there than was in my hometown. It was unbelievable. It was a crazy show. Uh, but uh, it was it was really really neat, and uh, they were super super nice guys. They really were. They they gave me some really good advice. You know, stick to your yard and be yourself. Mm. And what about uh, what about Ireland? Do you ever? We need to get you over here. <laughs> you know, I'd love I'd love to make a trip over to y'all and play. I I, I know y'all all are big country music bands. Over oh there. yeah, yeah. Garth Gar- Brooks played here for five nights in, in a row, and he always says that that's where. It all started for him. It, he became a, a huge star out of a. It was it was international for him at that point. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Ireland, for example, is where he ended his tour. He did want to start it here, but there was a little bit of controversy and and stuff didn't happen. But he ended his uh, world tour here uh, five nights in in a row. Yeah. So if you want to make it big, you got to come to Ireland. Come to Ireland. Well, I, buddy, I, when I make it to Ireland, I know I've made it big again. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, <laughs> so Alex, uh, future, tell me about the future and where you want to be. Well, you know, as ever, uh, you know, what I want to do is, you know, I want to make a living doing this and, and, you know, and keep at it. You know, the biggest thing and the hardest thing in the music business is people want to give up and, you know, I was raised not to do that. My, my folks are really, really good. My mom and dad, both, you know, they, they, I got a lot was my, <laughs> my dad says I got a lot of whippings and it worked. It worked really good for me. Uh, I learned a lot and there's still a lot to learn. You know, I learned something every day about the music business and yeah. just people in general. And, uh, you know, what I, what I, what I'd like to see myself doing is, you know, record more material, which I've done. I've got some records going to be coming out here before too long. And, uh, I'd like to see myself just playing more and doing more. I don't want to be at home at all. I just want to be out on the road. Yeah. So your current single is When God Made the South. Tell me about that song 
and how that song came about. And then we're going to get you to give it a blast. Well, I'll give her I'll give her the best shot I can. Uh, this was a song that was pitched to me as well. It was written by uh, Lee Black, who's also a great songwriter, Jerry Sally and Aaron Wilburn. As you know, Jerry Sally, I'm really close to him. I try to record as much material as I can because I think he's a, one of the greatest songwriters I've ever I've ever met. He's the he's the Fred Rose to the Hank Williams, I guess. Here you could yeah, say, yeah. but uh, great great guy. And uh, this was one of my favorite numbers that I've ever run across. You know, it's upbeat and it's about you know. The South gets a bad rap, and it, you know, it, it, in, in a lot of ways, it deserves it. But uh, you know, at the same time, there's a lot of good people down there too. And you know, I, I just wanted to do a song that was uplifting for everybody, and you don't have to be from the South to enjoy music from down there. You know huh. what I'm saying? And the, this is just a good song, good uplifting song, and I just wanted something people could dance to at my shows. Really, is what I wanted this song for. So I think folks are really enjoying it, and uh, I'm just, I'm just super tickled and, and blessed with how well it's, it's coming off, and people are really enjoying it. Yeah, you've been it's it's been well received. Yeah, and uh, I've been I've been uh, playing her all over, and it's it's nice to see people dancing to your material, and it's I'm getting a lot of people dancing. Yeah, that's great. Well, let's give it that blast. Well, that sounds like a plan, me. Take it away. Three, four. There's no doubt he had a real good day. There were blackberries blooming in the red dirt clay. And the smell of jasmine floating through the pines. I bet he knew right then we'd love our chicken fries and sweet tea to wash it down. When God made the sound, he put grits and gravy in our blood. He put the Delta Blues in the Mississippi mud. He put blazing in Sunday so we set a spell. And he put the buckle in the Bible belt and a draw y'all we can't get out. When God makes a house in the beginning, Lord, he blessed this place. We got blue sweatshoes and a Barbecuing backwards, he said it's all good. Send a little heaven down when God made sound. I was born one of the chosen few, and I can't help but thinking, baby, somehow he knew that I'd be falling for an angel right here tonight under the moon that he hung in the sky he already had it all planned out when god makes a house in the beginning lord he blessed this place we got free bird and amazing grace barbecuing backwood he said it's all good and sent a little heaven down when god makes a house Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen for the armadillos and the magnolias, moon pie and RC cola? How many times Charlie done told you? But have another devil when he went down to Georgia. In the beginning, Lord, he blessed this place. We got college football and amazing grace. Barbecue and backwoods. He said it's all good, it's in a little heaven down. 
incarnate self Alex Miller, the new single, When God Made the Sound. Isn't that fantastic? Absolutely wonderful song. It's a, it, it really, we like to say it, it really kicks. It kicks. It does <laughs> yeah, kick. It, it, it rocks and rolls. Do you ever do any gigs around Nashville? Yeah, I get down there every now and then. Uh, it's a little interesting. If you're not playing like on Broadway, it's, it's, it's a little hard to find other places to play. It's opera house with rhyming and stuff. And I've, the coolest gig I've ever got to do in Nashville was with Rama Vincent. Uh, she invited me down to play at the Ryman Auditorium, which is cool. Oh, that blew my mind. That was the coolest thing I've got to do, or probably ever. And that's where the Opry started. That's where Hank Williams, you know, he made his debut. Johnny Cash, even Elvis Presley debuted there. So it was really cool to be on that stage. And it's a neat stage, too, because you walk right out, and then you'll look right out, and you'll recognize where you are because it says the Ryman Auditorium on that first balcony, and you go, Oh, I've made it. You know, if you see that, you see that banner from the stage, you feel like you've made it then. Yeah. So I, I think you will have a, an experience like that one day, we hope, when you walk out into the Grand Ole Opry. Yes. Well, I, I hope so. If I ever get to stand in that circle, buddy, that'll that'll be a dream come true for me. It's going to happen. I know it. I know it for sure. Alex, well, thank you, it's been an absolute pre- pleasure. And thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us here in Ireland, I'm sure you're going to have a, a, a mass amount of fans after they tune in. And uh, thanks so much for joining us. And I'm sure we're going to see you all over the world in the coming years. Well, Kevin, that sounds like a plan. And from across the pond, Merry Christmas to you all too. And a Merry Christmas to you too, Alex. Hey, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Take care. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. You can contact the podcast by email on studio at irelandtalkspodcast.ie. If you have a story you want to share with us, get in touch. Studio at irelandtalkspodcast.ie. That's it. See you next time on Ireland Talks Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Take care. Bye-bye.